What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the exposit story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com, that's patreon.com forward slash baldhead bible, and there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. Have you ever felt called to do something? Have you ever felt so moved by a passion or a strong desire that you had to follow it no matter what? What if it took you, this strong desire to go tell a king and his followers that they were worthless and God was about to destroy them? Could you stand before an almighty king who has the power to kill you and speak some really tough things at him? Or what if you were called to speak out against a whole culture who hated your words, who time and time again sought to put you to death? You know, they physically beat you up, or they threw you into a nasty, slimy pit and left you for dead. And yet, you feel you've been called by God to pick yourself up and to speak the truth to them even though that same culture told you to stay down and shut up? Have you ever had a calling like that? Well, one man did. And his name was Jeremiah. And we're going to spend the next couple of weeks just looking at scenes from this man's life. Am I called to that same type of calling today? As a Christian, a Christ follower, am I called to speak out against a culture who hates the message I bring? Am I called to speak out even though this culture may beat me down and tell me to shut up? And when my culture does that, am I also moved by that same call to stand back up and keep on speaking? Now, I don't know what that call of God on Jeremiah's life must have looked like. It could have been an audible voice, or God could have come to him in a dream, or maybe Jeremiah saw a vision. I don't know what the call looked like, but I do know what God said. See, it happened while Jeremiah was working as a priest in the town of Anatoth, according to Jeremiah chapter 1. 
Now, this town was about three miles northeast of Jerusalem in the region of Benjamin, or in the, the tribe region given to the tribe of Benjamin. And, and it happened during the 13th year of King Josiah's reign in Judah. Now, Benjamin was right on the border between northern Israel and southern Israel and had mainly sided with Judah, or southern Israel, against northern Israel and had sought to follow the course of Judah's direction. Now, if you remember, southern Israel, Judah, had split from northern Israel, made up of the rest of the ten tribes, right after the death of Solomon. Rehoboam had caused a split to occur amongst the Jewish nation, and Jeroboam had taken the offended northern tribes and led a split-off group, and they formed what came to be known as Northern Israel. While Rehoboam led Judah and the little tribe of Benjamin, and they formed what came to be known as Southern Israel or Judah. They retained Jerusalem and the temple, while Jeroboam and his group made their new capital at various places, eventually ending up in a city called Samaria as their capital. And Jeroboam created various temples and places where the people of northern Israel could go and worship Yahweh. But the problem was, that wasn't allowed by God. If you were going to worship him, it had to be at the temple in Jerusalem, And that is where God wanted his people to come. But Jeroboam set up his own temple, his own way of worshiping, and eventually led the people of northern Israel far away from God. Judah, on the other hand, had good kings who sought the face of God. But mixed in there, they still had some bad kings who gradually began to lead the people also away from following Yahweh. Northern Israel became more and more pagan under evil kings. Kings like Ahab and the evil queen Jezebel. Remember them? Well, eventually God fulfilled his promise. He fulfilled his promise to remove Israel from the land if they did not follow him. To follow through with this curse to completely remove them from the land if they broke their covenant with Yahweh. That promise came true when northern Israel was wiped out by the Assyrians under Sargon II and his son Sennacherib. And he came in and he took the people of northern Israel into captivity. And and many of them ended up as slaves in Assyria and in cities like Nineveh, far, far away from the promised land. See, northern Israel came in, destroyed Samaria destroyed northern Israel, and took the majority of the people captive and ripped them out of the land. But Judah, whoo, Judah survived and were still in the land, but their time in the land, it was numbered. Why? Because of their growing apostasy and their desire to go after other gods and to pursue other gods and to leave their their covenant love for Yahweh. You know, though Judah began with a lot of good kings, eventually the number of bad kings outweighed the number of good kings. And the people began to worship other gods at pagan altars and they called them high places and they would have these... (coughs) They would have these altars to other gods and worship them. And sometimes they would even begin to worship other gods. Some kings would push 
for the worship of other gods in the temple, in the very temple dedicated to Yahweh. But there were still good kings in Judah that would pop up occasionally. And one of them was a king named Josiah. He was a godly king. and In fact, the Bible calls him the goat of all the kings of Judah. You know, the greatest of all time, the goat of all the kings of Judah. Why? Because his heart was always given to God. And his heart was devoted to the worship of Yahweh. He had a heart continually devoted to worshiping Yahweh and only Yahweh. And because of that, Josiah, in his reign, he cleansed the land. He kicked out the pagan priests. He tore down the high places to other gods. He eradicated any pagan practices in the temple. He was leading the people back to God. And this is when Jeremiah began his ministry, when he was called during the latter years of the reign of Josiah. Again, I don't know what that call looked like. But I, I do know what occurred when Jeremiah was pretty young. Around the age of 18 or maybe in his early 20s. It occurred in that small town Anatoth. About three miles northeast of Jerusalem. And I know it occurred while Jeremiah was serving as a priest. His dad, his name was Hilkiah, he was a priest. And Jeremiah followed in his father's footsteps and began to serve as a priest himself. I wonder if it was during one of his priestly duties. You know, he had to go into the temple and wave incense around or properly sacrifice some animal to Yahweh. When he might have seen an angel talking to him like Zechariah in the book of Luke, or maybe it was when he was asleep and God came to him in a dream, or maybe he saw a vision. I don't know, but God called him. And Jeremiah knew it was a call from Yahweh. It says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, that God told him that I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, Jeremiah 1.5. God laid a call on the life of Jeremiah in the womb before he actually came out and arrived as Jeremiah. In the womb, God set him apart to be his prophet. That word set apart is beautiful. It's like I claim you as my own. You're special. Man, that would be great, you know? To have that clear of a direction on your life, to, to have that clear of a call, wouldn't that be great? But you know what Jeremiah's response was to this call by Yahweh? His response was to reject it. To say, no, I can't, I, I'm not good enough. In fact, you know what his big excuse was? His big excuse was that he could not speak. That he wasn't eloquent enough. You know what God's answer to that was? Don't worry, Jeremiah. I'll give you the words to say. And then God went a step further and he said to him, no one 
should doubt your call because of your young age. Remember, he's only in his late teens, early 20s, and God says no one should doubt your call. No one should doubt that you're a prophet being so young. No one should doubt that, and I'll give you the words to say Almighty God will be behind him and will be with him and will send him and protect him. Don't worry, Jeremiah. Man, what a call. God will be with you. He will send you where he wants you to go and and he will give you the words to say. God gave him three promises there. And then on top of that, God says he has called Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations to tear down, to pluck up and destroy, but then also to rebuild and replant. I mean, this is a call that Jeremiah can't ignore. He just can't. And Jeremiah doesn't. He chooses to follow God, to follow God's call in his life at the age of 18 or 20 to be God's prophet. And my question for you is, Maybe God's calling you today. If you know the Lord is your Savior, if you've asked him to save you, you've been called. And those same promises are true for today. And and your calling from God, do you believe that? Do you believe that? For instance, Hebrews 13 verse 5, God there in that verse promises to never leave you or forsake you. Psalms 139, verse 16, God says, I will be there for you and and, and I will watch over you. Psalms 139, verse 16 says this, Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. I mean, think about that. That's what God says to you today, that your eyes saw me when I was formless and all my days are written in your book and planned out before a single one of them begins. And then in Mark 13, verse 11, Mark 13, verse 11, God also says to you today, don't worry what to say because I will give you the words to say. See, in Mark 13, verse 11, in in this passage, God says to his disciples, he says, so when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you will say. On the contrary, what is given to you in that hour, say it. For it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Man, that's amazing, isn't it? Because those same promises that God made to Jeremiah, God is making to you and his call upon your life. Well, God then encourages Jeremiah even further. He gives him two visions. It could have been a dream. It could have been something he saw in the sky. He could have seen it floating in midair. I don't know, but God showed him a vision. You know what that vision was? The first vision? It was an almond branch. Now, what does that look like? Well, it looks like a branch on a tree with beautiful white flowers. Now, now the almond tree in Palestine, it was known as the awake tree. Why? Because it is the first tree in the year to bud and bear fruit. Its blooms precede its leaves as the tree bursts into blossom in late January. 
It's the first tree in the year to bloom. And it's like, hey, spring is coming. It's awake. I'm awake. Wake up. Wake up. And so ultimately the message that God is sending to Jeremiah by showing him this almond branch, which to me, I'm like, that's not that exciting. But in Jeremiah's culture, in Jeremiah's day, man, for him to see an almond branch, it would simply be this, the message that God is sending him. It would simply be this, wake up. I am watching over you. Because there's a wordplay going on here in Jeremiah chapter 1 that we don't get in English. And ultimately what God is saying to Jeremiah is he needs to awake to his calling and know that Yahweh will be with him and watching him and taking care of him. Whoa. Now that's an encouraging vision. Wake up with the awake branch. Wake up to your calling. Wake up, wake up, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'll be there, and I'll be there. And I think some of us need to wake up to the calling that God has placed on our lives because we know the Lord is their Savior. He saved you. He's changed your life. You are now a follower of Jesus. Well, he says, wake up. Wake up. I need you to speak out. I need you to share. I need you to tell others. I need you to tell others about me. I need you to wake up and speak up in some problem that you see in your culture around you. Something negative that's happening. And you want to say, I want to wake up to the calling God's placed on me to make a difference where I am at for righteousness, for goodness. Wake up. Wake up. God has called you. Well, then he gives him a second vision. Now, this vision isn't as encouraging, sadly. This is more of what I would call a prophecy. He gives him the vision of a boiling pot of water from the north, and now it had been tipped over, and all the boiling water was flowing to the south. In other words, it had been leaning north, but now the boiling pot tipped south and all of its contents poured out. Hot water was streaming everywhere. Again, this vision was one of a prophecy rather than one of encouragement. It was prophesying trouble was about to come for Judah and it would come from the north and move south. And that fits perfectly with what was coming for Judah. Nebuchadnezzar would be using the fertile crescent trade routes and would essentially be moving south, having arrived in the region from the north. And just like this boiling pot of water, the armies of Babylon would arrive way up north, but then begin to move and flow south, wiping all out in its path of boiling rage. And then God ends with his call to Jeremiah to simply follow him. And he gave him these words of encouragement. He says, they will fight against you, but never prevail over you since I am with you to rescue you. That's what God says to Jeremiah. He says, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. 
because I will be with you there. I will be with you there to rescue you and to take care of you. He says, I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be an iron pillar. You're going to be like a bronze wall. You're going to be like a fortified city. And they're going to come against you to try to destroy you. But they won't be able to because I am almighty God and I'm going to be with you. And I will not allow them to prevail over you. Man, what an exciting call on Jeremiah's life. And so, Jeremiah accepted that call. He said, I can't walk away from a call like that. He obeyed God and took on the mantle of being a prophet. And he would in the years ahead. He's known as the weeping prophet. Because he's weeping over Judah as it slowly going towards paganism and as it's slowly letting go of its love for Yahweh and he's weeping as he sees his culture slowly crumble and fall and he's weeping and because of what God has asked him to do the call he's placed on his life to speak out against this culture that's going against the things of God because of that because Jeremiah has to stand up and speak out Jeremiah suffers, and he suffers much at the hands of oppressive and evil Judean kings. But just like God promised, they never prevailed. They never stopped him from speaking up, and they never killed him. They tried, but they weren't able to. Why? I think it's pretty obvious as to why by now, right? Because God was with him and man, I just want to encourage you. God sends out that same call to us today to stand up, to speak out against a culture that in many ways may hate us because of what we're trying to say. And he, he asks many of us to stand up and to speak out against a culture that doesn't want to listen to our message. It says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. Therefore, my brothers, make every effort to confirm your calling and election, because if you do these things, you will never stumble. And I just want to end with this. I think the thing that we can learn from Jeremiah is you better make sure of your call. If you're going to stand up and speak out against a culture that doesn't like your message, but you feel God's called you to stand up and speak out anyway? Well, first of all, I just want to say, you better make sure of your call. And you better make sure of your call in this. Do you know the Lord is your Savior? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. That's what God wants you to look at first. Am I saved? Do I even know Jesus? Do I even know him as my Lord and Savior? I've got to make that calling right to begin with. And I encourage you, if you haven't asked the Lord to save you, ask him to save you today and he promises he will. And be a Jesus follower and follow him all the days of your life. And then once you do that, once you are in the family following him, then God does have a call in your life. And it's going to look different for everybody. But God's put a call on our life to be different, to be salt and light, to stand up, to speak out. 
you may feel, you know what, I, I can't keep quiet in my business anymore. Things have been happening that are so contrary to the Bible and to what the Bible teaches is true. I have to stand up and say something. I'd encourage you to do it. Listen to that calling. Trust that God is taking care of you. Trust that that same God that says, I'll give you the words to say to Jeremiah, he'll give you the words to say as well. Trust that that same God who says, you know what, don't worry, I'm going to protect you is the same God that says every day of your life is written in my book. I've got your back. I've got you. Do not worry. I've called you. You're saved. Now I call you again. Stand up. Speak out. Make a difference. If you see something wrong in your community, stand up. Speak out. Make a difference. If you find that there's something wrong in your school, Jeremiah was called at a young age. And God said to Jeremiah, do not let people put you down because you're too young. And I want to say that to every young boy, young girl, teenager listening to this. Don't be put off by your young age. You do not have to wait till you've been through college or you are now an adult to speak out. No. God called Jeremiah when he was young, and God can call you. That godly king, Josiah, who started to change his culture, he began living for the Lord at the age of eight. He began to tear down altars in his teens. You can do it at a young age. God has put a call on your life, and if you feel called to speak up at your school, to stand up and to make a difference, do it. But all I'm saying is make sure God's called you to do that. The Bible also talks about it in Matthew 10, verse 16, that we should be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And maybe you, you feel in your heart, I need to speak and say something, but not right now. This isn't the right moment. That's probably God's call. And he says, I want you to speak at the perfect time. I want you to stand up when the right moment. Don't speak out. Speak to them privately. Don't stand up in the middle of class or in the middle of the committee meeting and say something. No, talk to them privately. Approach them. Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves to outsiders. But ultimately, if you do stand up and you do speak in the middle of that meeting, and you're nervous to do it. But you feel like, just like Jeremiah, God has called you to speak out and to stand up against the prevailing winds of the culture around you. And you do speak up. Be encouraged. What you're about to say, God has given you to say. And he will encourage you in that. Be in your Bible, be praying, seek godly counsel, seek wisdom, understand the issues. Don't speak from a heart of ignorance, but instead speak from a heart fully bathed in the word of God and understanding what he wants you to say and pray and pray and pray. And when that moment comes, listen to your calling and speak. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week. Thank you.